Welcome to Living Out Loud. I'm your host, Valerie Fidan. LOL is a podcast about living vibrantly. Each week, I'm bringing you episodes with interesting interviews and guests in the health and wellness industry. This is a breeding ground for ideas and excitement for a balanced and inspired lifestyle. All the while, living out loud. You're listening to an episode that was previously recorded under Fit Life PDX. Today we are sitting down with Shannon Connolly, the owner and founder of Urban Wax. We sat down with Shannon to talk things about entrepreneurship and being a female business owner, as well as how to balance work life while being a mom and a business owner. Hi, I'm Carolyn. Hi, I'm Valerie. Hi, I'm Shannon. Hey, listeners. This week, we are sitting down with Shannon from Urban Wax, the CEO and founder and the baddest bitch up in Portland. (laughs) She's opening up her seventh location for Urban Wax. She's taken over the city 10 years in business, and we're feeling really excited to sit down with her, pick her brain a little bit, and see what makes Shannon tick. We're really excited to sit here with Shannon and ask her a few questions. And um, just because both Carolyn and myself, we both really admire Shannon. Shannon is definitely the OG here in Portland. (laughs) Um, She's a total boss babe and someone that we hope to be one day just like Shannon and have all these different locations and really excel in in our businesses. Wow. Okay, interview over. That was really nice. Thank you. I could just leave now. I feel really good about myself. That hell of an introduction. That was an amazing introduction. I'm going to bring you, I'm going to look at my hype girls. I'm going to bring you around from now on. That was good. Honestly, like the, the truth. And I mean, just the fact that you guys also won Best of um, recently with the whole Willamette Week. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just really amazing. And it's also extra validation that it's, you have something amazing here. You you are just an awesome business owner and boss and mom, just overall person. Thank you. That's really, really nice. Thank you. I think, if I'm not mistaken, this is the third year in a row that you're winning. Yeah, that's right. Best waxing studio in the Willamette Weekly. That is true. <laughs> yeah, we're really excited about that. It feels good. And this isn't like a bureau uh, cat um, rating system. These are actual customers and people of Portland voting. Right. Yeah. And I think that's what makes it really special because, you know, that's telling us that the people are, are happy, the people are coming in, and obviously, like, if it wasn't for our guests, we couldn't be in business, and so we're just so grateful for that. And you just let me know before we started recording that you do 35,000 Brazilian yeah. waxes every year. Yeah, not me personally. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm very busy. Yeah, and actually, I think that number might be higher now, but um, last year it was 35,000 Brazilians is what we did total. So we do a lot of Brazilians, yeah. There are a lot of flawless bikini lines over yes, here in Portland. Yes, that is the goal. We want Portland and now Washington to be completely hairless. <laughs> <laughs> So Shannon's been in business for uh, uh, 10 years now. Right. And um, just to talk a little bit more nationwide goals, she's taking this brand and we're going to other cities. Yeah, that's the goal. It was always the goal. I mean, I started Urban Wax by myself 10 years ago. It was just me in the studio. And it got really big a lot faster than I anticipated. But I always knew that I wanted it to be um, a national brand. You know, I just, I saw a gap in what was being offered in high-end waxing services and what I, you know, I wanted as a consumer and also I wanted to, you know, as a place to work at. 
and so I thought I'm going to try it here in Portland. Um, I had moved to Portland in January of 2007, um, and I knew no one. I like didn't know a single soul, and it was the middle of winter, and I was like, I'm going to open up a waxing salon. And by the way, it was like the start of a recession too. So, and everybody was like, you're actually out of your tree. Like this is never going to work. Portland's full of hippies. No one waxes there. And I was like, I think we are going to do this. So it's been really great. And Portland is the best to start a business, I think. It's been amazing. That's really amazing, especially starting it at the start of the recession. I feel like if you survive that, then, I mean, you're going to survive anything. Mm -hmm. And the fact that here we are 10 years later and business is booming, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just really impressive. Thank you. You know, and I also don't... I don't, I mean, of course, there's a lot to be said about the recession and what people are able to spend. But I mean, I think if you have a solid, a solid product, um, if you are completely authentic in the way you deliver that product, and if you're just like a nice person and like do nice things, I mean, I I don't see how you could sort of fail, you know, and, and um, that was always the, the goal for me was just to have a place where not only did I feel joy when I walked through the door, but where my guests felt joy and where my employees felt joy. Um, and it's been 10 years, so there have been many times when I haven't felt joy or maybe like an employee hasn't felt joy, but I think now we're in this place where it is very solid um, and it's just fun. It's fun to be here. It's fun to come in. It's fun to be the owner, really. Will you tell us a little bit about how you got started? Because I know a little bit of the background, obviously, but it's a pretty incredible story about how you started your first location, where the funding came from, the risks you took to get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, so I, I mean, going way back, I mean, I, I didn't go to business school or, you know, do any of those things. I, I The only things I've ever done in my life has been worked in food and beverage as like, uh, you know, uh, I mean, my first job was at Burger King when I was 14 and I worked in um, customer service in that side, like cocktail waitress or, you know, waiter. And then I went to college. I had a degree in theater, which is probably the worst thing to do for (laughs) someone who wants to make money unless I wanted to be an actor, which I quickly found out wasn't my calling. Um, And then I went to aesthetic school sort of as like a, a fallback just to see what it was like. And I fell in love with it. I fell in love with waxing. And this is way before Brazilians were even a thing. Um, I taught myself how to do a Brazilian on myself, which I would not (laughs) recommend just anyone doing that ever. But, um, and so then I worked in spas and salons for about 10 years. And I think what's common for entrepreneurs, and I, I talk about this a lot, is that, you know, a lot of times we're not reinventing the wheel, but what we are doing is that we're seeing... Uh, like I said, a gap. Um, and so I just thought I could do it better. And I thought I could, I, I had an idea of what I wanted the experience to look like and I couldn't find it. I couldn't find a place to work at that emulated that experience. So when I moved to Portland, I was like, I think this is the time that I'm going to do it. At the same time, and it sort of coincided with this, um, my dad died. And so I think that that for me was... Um, extremely instrumental in me being like, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing with myself right now? You know, like, I don't want to have any sort of um, unfulfilled wishes. You know, I didn't want to be this person who in in 40 years was like, I should have done this or I should have done that. And why didn't I do it? So that for me was a huge catalyst. He got sick and ill and then passed away very quickly. And I was like, that's it. What am I doing? And so I just opened up Urban Wax. And again, it was just me. Um, and I just started waxing and 
I had no clients, obviously, because I knew no one. And so I would spend my days walking around the Pearl or walking around Northwest and handing out my business cards to women, which, I mean, I'm a waxer, so it's like a little awkward to be like, hi, do you want me to give you a Brazilian? But I just would like start talking to women and, you know, just taking appointments and it started getting really busy. Um, at the same time, I decided that I was 34 and I it was time for me to have a baby, right? So these are the kind of crazy things that I thought were such good ideas at the time. Like, I'm going to start a business and I'm also going to have a baby. Like, this sounds amazing. And so um, I thought, well, I'm 34. It's probably going to take me a year to get pregnant. And then I'll at, after that time, then I can, you know, move into a larger location and hire other people. Well, it took me one month to get pregnant. And so really Stella, who is my daughter, who's now nine, was a huge catalyst in me opening up my first location. Um, So I found this first location um, and I knew zero about, I mean, really I knew zero about everything, but I mean, I knew zero about how to negotiate a lease, about tenant improvement, how to find a lease, how to um, get funding. I mean, my landlord, thankfully, who is still my landlord here at this location, is a, a delight. He's really a gentleman and very patient with me. Um, but he was like, I need a business plan. And so I like went to the library and downloaded a business plan and like wrote my own numbers in it. And he, I gave it to him and he was like, okay. I mean, it was just like, <laughs> it was really, I phoned it in. But at the time, you know, I just, and that's interesting too, because I think part of it was that like, I didn't know what I didn't know, you know, and so that helped me because I wasn't afraid really because I was like, I can't fail because I had no idea how much there was to lose, you know, I just was like, it's going to be fine. Um, And it was, but it took, you know, it was just a lot of um, sort of navigating those waters. Um, And I didn't have funding. So basically I just used all my savings, which wasn't a ton and maxed out every credit card I had. And I was like, this has to work. Also, I was pregnant, and so I was completely insane, like, out of my mind. So contractors were afraid of me. My landlord didn't want to mess with me. You know, my kid's dad was, like, completely terrified, but I think it, like, got things done very quickly. So um, we opened up in October of 2007, our first location, which was here in Northwest 18th. Um, My daughter was born in March, and then, you know, the rest is history. (laughs) That's so amazing. I love hearing stories like that just because... Just touching on to what you said about you didn't have a degree in business, Mm -hmm. and that's something that I hear quite a lot. So I'm originally from the Bay Area, and just being in Silicon Valley, you hear stories like this all the time, and it really shows who the real entrepreneurs are, and it shows that you don't need to have a business degree. You just have to have a very tenacious attitude and the willing to um, get through these different struggles and challenges Mm -hmm. and willing to learn. And it's just so amazing hearing that. And um, I don't know, I'm always blown away by different stories um, that I hear. And I'm just, I'm even more impressed now (laughs) with Shannon. That's, I mean, it's, and it's my favorite talking to other, um, I love, like, I love talking about these two topics. I love talking to couples about how they met and what their first date was like. Mm -hmm. Also, like, if you're ever at a dinner party and there's a couple that's fighting, like, ask them how they first met and, like, what their (laughs) first date was like because suddenly they really change and you're like, okay, thank God. But um, (laughs) I know, it's like, it's awkward tension. I'm like, so, how did you two meet? Tell me about your first date. constantly bickering because you already know that I, I, I don't hang out with them I'm just like okay nice 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 talking to you uh, good luck with that but then the same yeah. thing I love talking to entrepreneurs about how they started because you know again we get very caught up in the day to day and to take us back to that first moment that first like 
like for me, like that feeling of walking into my Urban Wax when it was mine, mm-hmm. I mean, it is like, I can only, it's it's comparable to like the feeling that I had when they like put my daughter on my chest, you know, when she was, for, and I was just like that visceral feeling of it mm-hmm. being like mine, this is mine, you know, right. and like I would fight for this, you know, and that's how I feel like, it's like in my blood, you know, so it's just, it's, it's. And I think also, like I said, it's been 10 years since I've opened up my first Urban Wax. So there's been times when I was really frustrated with Urban Wax. You know, there's times when it's one o'clock in the morning and I'm Googling how do I sell my business and like move to Costa Rica. You know, (laughs) like there are times when it's just like I can't take it. But also, I mean, like at the end of the day, when I really think about it, like I am so proud to have this business. And it supports me and my children and you know I have 90 employees that it gives the livelihood to and it's just like it's I can't take that for granted not for one second you oh know? absolutely yeah Carolyn and I we, we're always chatting about how you really have to every day is a hustle you have to mm-hmm. hustle hard and if you want something to really succeed and I mean just your story is just showing that you did do that mm-hmm. and um, do you think that maybe just being in the situation that you were in, that you were, were pregnant, you were going to have your daughter, was that extra motivation that you really needed to make this work? Yeah. I mean, there was there was not a, um, there was not like a, I couldn't hedge my bets, right? Like it wasn't like, well, if this, if this fails, it's fine because I have this trust fund, you know, like yeah. that wasn't an option for me. Like if it failed, like I was going to go back to waiting tables, which was fine, but it's like, you know, I mean, there, my children are 100% my motivation for success and I want to create a legacy for them um, where, and also like me as a business owner, me as their mom, those things are completely enmeshed. I mean, it, it's, it's not a separation between me at home and like me as the brand and me as a boss and me as my kid's parent. Like it's all the same. Like how I treat them is the same way I treat my employees or how I treat my guests, you know? And if those things are not aligned, there's something wrong, at least for me, because my brand is so closely aligned to who I am, you know? Right. Um, and this isn't this isn't the way it's always been for me. There have been times when, you know, my personal life was in a very different place than my professional life and vice versa, and those were the times that my business really suffered because um, as a founder, if you're going to be present in the business, you have to get your shit together, you know? Like, you have right. to be able to walk the, walk the walk. You can't pretend. Like, there's no pretense because your employees see right through that and then your guests see right through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, for me, the most important thing is just being authentic and genuine and being happy. And when all those things work, like, it feels like the universe is a magical place, you know? Like, it yeah. feels like everything's okay. So, um, for me, as a business owner and, a, you know, just, like, it's if if something's wrong in the business I always have to look to myself first and say what am I doing wrong like as opposed to pointing fingers it has to be what am I doing wrong what am I not giving to my business where's my head at and if those things you know usually I can find the answer there right and that's one of the things um about entrepreneurship in general is that I find that to be one of the greatest gifts that if there is a problem, you yourself are the Mm -hmm. one that can change it and can make things work. Um, So I know that a lot of entrepreneurs, especially in the very beginning, I know that a lot of times they have this imposter syndrome where Mm. they're excelling, but they can't believe that they're excelling and they feel like they're kind of like an imposter. Did you ever go through that? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, That... 
I wrote about that. I used to do a lot of journaling and I used to write about that, how I felt like a fraud, right? Where I just was like waiting for somebody to walk in and be like, okay, little girl, like, what are you doing? Like, you, you, you can't be the boss. You don't deserve this. And so for me, and you know, like, I think a lot of um, business owners and entrepreneurs struggle with perfectionism and like the putting these these impossible goals on ourselves, right? And this is something that I did. Um, and so I um, would place these goals on myself. And then once I achieved them, I thought that I would feel different and I didn't feel different. And so then I would place higher goals. And then it was like, it just kept escalating where I was like, okay, well, once I do this, like, you know, once I open up my third location, once I have a second baby, once I hit this number, then I'll feel better about myself. And I didn't. So that's when I had to like, this probably about three years ago, I just completely took a step back, reevaluated what was important to me and what wasn't. Um, and I had, it was very humbling for me because I had built this location and this business that I thought would make me feel worthwhile and worth something. And I still didn't feel that. So then I was like, now what? And so that took a lot of, um, work on, I mean, a lot of work on myself. I basically changed everything that I was doing, um, starting with myself, you know, and just like the way I, I, I treated myself first and the way I treated my, um, uh, my employees, the people closest to me, my children. Um, and I had to say like, I mean, basically I had to shake out the carpet and say what was working and what wasn't. And there was a lot that I was doing that wasn't great. And so once I was really able to take a very hard, look at that and also surround myself with people who are not just yes men you know I don't want people around me that are just telling me that I'm amazing that's like the last thing that I need to hear I need people to tell me that I'm doing a great job when I am but when I'm doing a something needs to work right. like I need somebody that's like holding up that mirror to me um and so now you know I think like I said everything is everything has changed and part of that is and I do feel now like um the other part of it with that imposter syndrome, too, is that I was very afraid to celebrate my accomplishments because I felt like once I celebrated them, they would disappear. Like, it would be taken away from me, right? Because, like, and that goes hand in hand, like, feeling like I didn't work or earn it. Mm -hmm. Like, it was sort of just, like, somehow I was, like, lucky and I stepped into it. But, like, the reality is, like, it was work. I mean, it was hard work. Like, this is 24 hours a day for years and lots of sacrifices and time spent away from my kids, you know, and, um, you know, I went through uh, a marriage and a divorce and lots of other things that, you know, just were extremely humbling and it was, it was hard work. And so I think once I was able to say like, I'm not an imposter, this is me mm -hmm. and take responsibility for all the bad things. I was also able to celebrate all the good things too, you know? Yeah. I think this is, like, I'm trying not to get too emotional about this. It's really, really, really close to home. But Shannon is... Don't start crying, Carolyn. I know. I, I will can't, start crying. I can't. I can't even look at you with your big dome. I know, I know. I, Do not start. Uh, okay. So just so you guys listeners can put this into a little bit of perspective, um, you know that I went and st stepped out on a really, really precarious limb and started my own business. And Shannon was a huge mentor in creating that whole situation. She was the only person that said, you got to do it. You got to go out. You got to do this. And you got to do it now. And I just want to dive a little bit deeper into um, how supportive you are of the community around you and the other women that are trying to make an impression on the city and change the vibe that's been here for a while. 
And I was just lucky enough to meet you three years ago when I felt like you were drawing people into your life. Mm-hmm. And I was like lucky enough to be one of those people. Oh, well, first of all, like, stop. I'm not going to look at you because you're like welling up. But I mean, it's interesting that you say it was three years ago because I didn't even really make that connection. But I think about that because, like, I wonder if it had been like five years ago if we had been, if we would be as close as we are now, you know. Oh. But um, when you tell me that, like, I cannot even believe that I'm the only person that supported you because you have like this fire about you, girl. That like I can't believe that people didn't think that. And quite frankly, like. I've had lots of people ask me business advice, and I'll tell them if I don't think that they're going to be a good business owner. And it's not for any personal feelings, but some people just, like, are not cut out to run a business. It is hard. It is like having a baby that never grows up, right? Like, and, you know, the other thing about owning a business is that, like, you make yourself very public. And so people can say, like, by the way, I hate your baby, or, like, your baby's ugly, or, like, I don't (laughs) want to go to your baby, or, you know, and you're like, and you have to be like, okay, cool, we'll try this other baby, you know? So you have to, like, really have a thick, I mean, a thick skin. But um, I do feel like the first, like, five or six years of the business, I was just, like, struggling and grinding and grinding and really focused on Urban Wax and its success. And I sort of didn't look at the big picture. And the big picture to me now is what you said. It is really creating a... um, a community of business owners and, I mean, women. Like I said, I just, I just love. I mean, I love women. I just love them. I just am constantly amazed by the women that I meet in Portland. Like just the level of badassery that I see every day. Um, but it really is my focus is to create this community where we can all like thrive off, you know, thrive off each other and just support each other and build each other up. And it isn't even just like, I mean, if like I was telling Valerie, like I've recommended other waxing salons to, to guests that don't like, for whatever reason, they don't fit at Urban Wax. And I'm like, cool, here's like a list of five other waxing places. Like maybe you like vibe there. Like there, there's not an, a finite amount of guests or clients or patients or whatever it is, customers. And I just want to attract customers and um, also employees that, that get us and love us and like want to get on this train and ride, you know, ride with us. And like, if you don't, then I totally get it. And like, let me tell you about some other places to go to, you right. know? Right. I, I feel like um, maybe a few years ago, let's say like, like I've been, I've been in Portland for almost seven years now. There, when I first entered Portland, there seemed to be this level of competition mm-hmm. between the businesses mm-hmm. that really has become diluted. Mm-hmm. The more and more um, entrepreneurs that I meet through Fit Life, and one of the leading mentors is you. I don't know if like you know how huge <laughs> of an impact that you have on several of the women businesses run yeah. in the area, but it is pretty substantial. That's, I mean, that's really nice to hear. And it's, I think that's when that fraud sim, sim, like syndrome comes in, because yeah. I'm like, what? Like, come on. Like, this is me. You see uh-huh. me, like, every day with no makeup, like, acting like fool at, like, gym fitness and stuff. Like, it's just me. Like, <laughs> oh, no, it's for real. It's yeah. for real. And yes. I think that's part of what people really love about you, is that you have a level of honesty that you strip yourself down. You're like, listen, this is who I am. If you don't like it, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe that comes... I don't know if you listeners know, but Shannon and I are both East Court. Yeah, East I'm from Jersey. So, uh, yeah. born and raised, <laughs> that, that expression comes out quite a bit. There's a little bit of blood difference that runs through the East Coast chicks. Yeah. And uh, we have a hard edge to us. Yeah. But on true. the inside, we tend to be a little soft. So sensitive. It is so yes. sensitive. I mean, it is bad. Like, I think that's part of the reason that the external shell is so tough because inside, man, ooh, I mean, it is like, 
I'm boohooing all the time, but but since I moved to Portland, I've traded in my like flipping people off to like giving them a thumbs down. Like, oh yeah, I'm the like, thumbs yeah. down. Yeah. Carolyn, Carolyn and I have talked about that a lot. Like it's much less aggressive to thumbs down somebody. Or thumbs up oh, somebody. Oh, that's you. Great story. I just smile at them and then they look like idiots. Yeah. You. <laughs> Great story for you guys. So we are in Megaburn. Shannon's taking class. We're at a full class, pretty full class. We uh, someone rolls up to the dumpsters outside of Megaburn and is dumping trash in the dumpsters, and I get lit. I mean, the East Coast. She loses girl, her shit. I'm losing my shit. So I turn everybody into skating, facing the back of the studio, and I go and flip the guy off in the trash can. And I'm like, get the out of the trash can. That's not your <laughs> trash can. Come to find out, after class, it's the extreme pizza guys throwing away shelving. Oh, yeah. It's your neighbors. It's my neighbors. It's your neighbors. <laughs> it's my neighbors. So there I go. I finish up the class. Then Shannon and everybody else on their way go over to Extreme Pizza, tail between my legs, say, I'm so sorry. Here's a free membership for your wives yeah. to come in and try the Pilates studio. And from then on, I need to make sure I remember <laughs> Shannon's thumb down trick. But that's like what you just said there. It's two really amazing lessons, right? Like, so one of them is. When you fuck up as an entrepreneur, which you will, um, you have to take accountability and you do it right away. And I mean, I have made so many mistakes. We could do a whole podcast about every single mistake I've done as a business owner over the last 10 years and probably would be a six hour podcast. (laughs) I have made so many mistakes. And the, the most valuable thing for me is being able to just say, you know what? I fucked up or you know what I don't like the way I talked to you just then and I really apologize or I you know I made a mistake about that or whatever and it won't happen again and then you just move forward and you make sure you don't make the same mistake right mm-hmm. um, and that to me I mean some of my biggest lessons and most humbling experiences and also the way the business has moved forward is because I've made big mistakes um, and that's been really instrumental and then um, the other thing is oh some of my like you said like you now this this person is going to be a real, like, probably an ally of yours, right? Like, you and, and um, insane, what's it called? Yeah, like, extreme pizza. Extreme pizza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, now they're going to be like, oh, that's Carolyn. Like, I love her. But, I mean, the other thing, yeah, too, yeah, is, like... She'll guard our trash cans like a <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, gosh, really? No trash there. I know. The other day, I was at Starbucks cup in there, and I was like, nope, I'll wait. <laughs> but, and the other thing, too, is, like, really, I mean, it's it's exciting when you're, when you own your own business, because, like you said, there is no, like, board, right? So, it's mm-hmm. like, if I want to make a change then I do it and it's implemented right away. And one of the most exciting things as a, an adult woman is that I can make those changes in myself first, right? So it's right. like one of the things that I struggle with every day is not reacting and just pausing and like, you know, instead of being like flipping somebody off or throwing trash in to just be like, hey, what's going on? You know, like that is not in my nature. Like I react first and then like apologize later. But now I'm just trying to get to a place where I'm just like, all right, let me think about that. Or, oh, that sounds great. Or, you know, whatever. So, yeah, <laughs> it's a work in progress. Um, I want to touch on the fact that you have 90 employees that work for you, yeah. all female. All female. Not that we wouldn't hire a male. I know that, but just having none. No, we would love it. Yet. We would love to hire a male if one rolled in here. If that. you are a male waxer in the area, come on in. You're going to be the first male to work at Urban <laughs> yeah, Wax. If you want to work with 90 women, then yeah. come in. I would love to have, like, we talk about this all the time, about having a male, like, at the front desk. Like, I think it would be fabulous, but... Once they come in and they see us, they're just like, mm, no thanks. <laughs> they're like, okay, this is like, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks, though. <laughs> All women, and I personally find it to be very telling what your employees say about you behind your back when you're not in the room. Mm. And I have to tell you, you have such uh, almost cult following amongst mm. 
the employees. I know Sarah Pedrosa personally. Oh, love her. She threads eyebrows oh, up I in Vancouver. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we all know. She does microblading. Yeah, she's done yeah. all of our microblading, I think. Yeah. <laughs> My eyebrows look fantastic. I yeah. see them, but they're awesome. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah, mine are pretty awesome. A little plug for you. <laughs> Gold standard brow. You have to go see her. Um, but just to tell you, they speak so highly of you. The oh, amount really nice. of respect that they have for you, it just really is super telling about how you run the business. Oh, that's nice. That's really, really nice. Um, I mean, that's so nice. That's to me, is probably the most, like, the highest compliment that you can pay me about the business because it wasn't, again, it wasn't always like that, you know? I mean, over the years, we've had, I think, probably 220 employees walk through the door. So maybe more, maybe like 250 now. And so, you know, clearly not everybody that comes to work here loves it. Um, and I am uh, not a shrinking violet, you know, like I definitely have a, an idea of how I want things to be and I'm pretty verbal about that. And so it takes a certain kind of person that is, like I said, like wants to be here and understands it and loves it. Um, but what I am really proud of about this environment is that the women really like each other. Um, they really like each other. And I think that most of them really like me, which again, like I couldn't say that a few years ago. And I really like them. Like there's not one that like I wouldn't, you know, if I saw them in a coffee shop, like wouldn't sit down and have coffee with them, you know. Um, and it that was for me one of the most important things coming from bars and restaurants and then salons and spas where there's a lot of stigma about spas and salons that, you know, cat, women are catty, that we're backstabbing, that we're competitive. And that is, I was like, there's no way I'm going to have work in a place or own a place that cultivates that. And um, it's not like that here. I mean, these girls, like, they meet each other. Some of them are, like, best friends. Some of them have been in each other's weddings. They live together. I mean, it's like they are so connected. And the best thing that I love is that the employees will recommend their friends to come work for us, which to me is speaks volumes, right? When you're when you work at a place and you're saying, This is an amazing place, like please come work here, I'm like, that's the best because, you know, they they like it here. Um, I'm extremely passionate about having a good environment for my employees and we offer benefits, um, which I'm really proud of, like a PTO with a I mean, sorry, PTO and a 401k with a match, and we just got health insurance, which was I mean, it took forever and I feel really happy about that. Um, and we just, you know, we want people to come here and be like, this isn't just a, a transient temporary job. I could work mm-hmm. here for 10 years or 15 and be really happy. Plus, yeah, we, because you're growing all these women as yeah. a coalition and you take them to the next level. You promote a lot from within. I know that yeah. about your business. Yeah, that's very important to me too. Like we have our, um, like all of our upper tier positions now um, were women that started at, at the front desk, basically. And they came to me really early on, and they were like, I want to do more. And I was like, all right, let's do it. So that's the fun part about having a, um, a small business is that there's always a room for more, right? Like you're growing and evolving, and so you're going to need these roles to fill. And if I could fill it internally, like that's a dream to me. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, no, it's really amazing, especially just being in a, com- in a company, you're working there, and you're really eager to, to grow within the company. That's just so amazing. That speaks volumes for Urban Wax and, and yourself as well. Yeah, the first time somebody told me they wanted to, like, they were like, I see a lot in this company, and I want to grow with you. And I was like, who, me? I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I remember when we were in one of the wax rooms, and I was like, what? Uh, okay. Like, it just, I was like, you know, it's just me, right? Like, it's just yeah. Shannon. Like, I eat nachos, like, in, like, my T-shirt in the kitchen at night. <laughs> like, it's not glamorous. And they were like, no, this is great. 
So anyway, yeah, I think that's cool. Like, I, it's it's exciting. I think, and maybe this is what happened with me and you, Carolyn, is that when other people can see your potential before you really see it, right? Like, other people are telling you what you are before you believe it. And so I think sometimes it takes that, like somebody else, to be like no bitch like you got to do this like go do it and then finally it starts to sink in right I mean it's pivotal I'll remember it for the rest of my life <laughs> that's like oh. it's so it's, that is really nice Carolyn but also like we talk about this at Urban Wax all the time too is that we don't know um how much our words affect other people um and so that is one of my favorite things about being a waxer and in the room is that we talk to our guests and we can say something to them that's kind um, and it might be the first kind thing they've heard all day or all week or all month and it could change the direction like I had no idea that me telling you Carolyn that you were amazing and that you needed to open up your own place was going to create this but and you have no idea what you're saying in one of your classes can do to another um, person to inspire them or and then it's just like it just keeps going you know and it's that's so easy. I love about you. It's, it's just, so easy. It's so yeah. easy to like. That's what I was saying. Like, it's so easy. It's so easy to be nice to people. And like, I think it's like for me, it's like totally selfish because like I want to be nice to people, and then I just want them to be nice back to me. And like, then like, that's it. Like, it's just so easy. So, yeah. but again, like I'm 44. It took me like 40 years to figure that out. Probably maybe 41. So. <laughs> Yeah. I want to talk about the experience that happens at Urban Wax because you just yeah. touched on it. And um, Urban Wax really offers a high-end experience mm-hmm. when you come in. I feel like when I walk in the door, everything's taken care of for me. Yes. Like, there's snacks, there's healthy drinks. Um, the, the girls know my name even before I open up the door. They're like, you checking in, Carol? I'm like, yeah, 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 I'm here. So tell me how that whole operation got set up because it feels completely different than any other waxing place I've ever been to. Yeah, I love that you said that. In every location that I've been to, I haven't been to all seven, but I have been to three of them, and you get the same experience at every single one. So it's something that I find really amazing because I've gone to other places um, before I moved to Portland, and like the experience was, eh, it was okay. So then when I remember my first year or my summer that I first came out to Portland, um, I did go to Urban Wax. Um, I was only here for three months, and I went to Urban Wax on Southeast Division, Mm -hmm. and I was so blown away. I was like, okay, if we move here, this is going to be my waxing salon. And so I'm just always blown away. Like, Carolyn, I want to know as well, like, how this all was created. How did you create this amazing system? You guys are like, really? You're speaking right to my heart. (laughs) Like, what you just said, like, brand consistency and that experience, like, that's what we... I mean, that's what I lose sleep about. Like, that's what I, like, think about all night long still. But, um, I mean, basically, again, like, I wanted to create a high-level experience that was not stuffy or intimidating at all. So I just, like, wanted to create a place that I would go in and be like, this is amazing, right? So what was that? Like, I wanted to come in. I wanted the girls to feel like they were my friend. I wanted them to recognize me. Um, I wanted to be offered, like, wine and, you know, like, uh, snacks. And I wanted... Um, I, I, what I, what I sort of wanted to, um, incorporate too is like, I hate walking into a store and not knowing what to do. Like I hate, nobody likes to ever feel like they don't know what to do. Like they have, they're like confused or looking for something. Like I just never wanted that. I wanted somebody exactly like you said, the minute they either pick up the phone or go online to be very seamless. And when they walk in the door, they're taken care of from the minute they walk in to the minute they walk out the door. And there's never a feeling of like, what am I doing? I don't belong here. I'm confused. I'm nervous. Like, none of that. 
Um, and, you know, like I said, we do a ton of Brazilians. So for us, it's completely normal, but we have to remember that it's not normal to people, right? So we want them to walk in and never feel intimidated. And um, we want the experience to be really, really high end, but also very um, friendly and like not intimidating. And so it's this interesting like interesting line that we're always straddling which is being like very chic but also very um accessible you know right so yeah. high-end customer service beautiful location but like you're just chilling with your girls like that's what it is and so that's what we strive for um which is my favorite kind of experience whether it's at a restaurant or a hotel or whatever i want people to be like really nice to me again like there's that theme of people being nice to me um but i never want to feel like i don't belong somewhere right you know and we never want our guests to feel like they don't belong because everybody belongs um and yes consistency like that's what we struggle with we don't even struggle with it really like that's what we focus on is just taking that that consistent experience and no matter what waxer you see or what location you walk in and you're like this is urban wax you know i'm kind of curious to know about the snacks this isn't even like a <laughs> serious question oh, we how did snacks. you pick the snacks because i <laughs> love jelly beans and that was another uh, reason why I really love Urban Wax. I like, <laughs> I like champagne and jelly beans. I was like, sold. Yeah, we, it's, it's, again, it's like, these are the things that, like, I just sort of picked because I like them. And then now people are so attached to them. Like, if we ever got rid of the jelly bellies, like, there'd probably be a mutiny. Yeah. Like, we'd probably get, like, 400 bad Yelp reviews, like, bring back the jelly bellies. So, like, we have M&M's. We have, we have, I mean, I can even tell you where it is in the dispenser. Like, on the left-hand side, there's M&M's. In the middle, there's that trail mix that has, like, raisins and nuts and M&M's. And then yeah. on the right-hand side, we have Jelly Bellies. And then we have Diet Pepsi, tea, beer for the men, if they like it, or the women. And then we have mimosas, red and white wine, and that's it. Yeah. And you wax a lot of dudes. I know, um, yeah. maybe not you personally, yeah. but, like... <laughs> <laughs> Urban Wax has a lot of male clientele as well. Yeah, we wanted it to, the same thing, like, it's definitely not girly inside, like, it's very chic and pretty, but it's not, like, you know, pink and feminine, so we wanted men to walk in there, and, like, you know, men will come in now that they've been in a few times, and they'll, like, sit down, and they'll wait for their girlfriend or their wife, and then they'll just sit down and, like, read a magazine, the girls will, like, give them a beer or a glass of wine, and they're, like, just hanging out, you know, so we wanted men to feel very comfortable Mm -hmm. in there, too, and then eventually we can, like, get them into the room and get them waxed, like, (laughs) do their nostrils or their back or they're Brazilian or whatever. So, yeah, we have a lot of male clients. It's pretty awesome. And the products that Urban Wax carries, mm-hmm. these, this is some of the biggest things that I love about Urban Wax. We're about to walk back over to the downtown location and buy Breed and Bath Bombs. Oh, yeah. Um, Does he love them? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. He loves them. I don't love cleaning the bathtub afterwards. No, I know. But, like, during, it's, it's... It gets it's in very the bath, too. So it gets <laughs> in the bath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shannon and I both know about balancing this mom yeah. life and this business life. Yeah. But um, the products that you curate for the shelves are, like, the best products you have. Thank you. Your own serious serum yeah. that you created, mm-hmm. um, fresh wipes that I carry in my studio, which are fantastic. Uh-huh. And they're in our goodie bags. Oh yeah, yeah. they're always in our goodie bags at our pop up events. I re- um, Shannon is a huge supporter of the Fit Life pop up events. If you ever come to one of our events, she donates little bags with serious serum and fresh wipes in them. Will you talk um, to our listeners a little bit more about the products that you created, um, your own line? That's kind of an extension of Urban Wax. Yeah. Again, I mean, it's like it's it's funny because. 
Um, everything that I've done from a business standpoint is because I, I wanted something and it wasn't available to me. And so I was like, well, I'll just do it myself. And, you know, it's like that bravado really has like got me pretty far. There is a certain point where the bravado, where you have to have somebody else that's like, okay, like relax a little because some of the choices are a little kooky, but it, you know, but, um, so basically I was looking for an exfoliant that was an ingrown hair exfoliant, um, because, you know, you're a waxer, guests get ingrown hairs, it's super frustrating. I tried everything on the market. We sold a ton of stuff, and I was like, I don't feel great about this stuff. And then I went and I got a facial from one of my girlfriends, and she sold me this, like, $80 glycolic serum. And I was, like, putting it on my face, and I was like, huh. And so I used it on my bikini area, and I was like, wait, this stuff is amazing. How do I make this? But um, it's not $80, because nobody's going to spend that on their ingrown and so I just started talking to chemists and developers and we started like the first I mean I batched out this first one we would fill it ourselves in bottles and then like now you know that's we've I've revamped the serum like I think six times and now it's like I'm obsessed with the serum it's so great we sell it in you know every urban wax and then all around the country and the world now people wholesale it um and it's because, like I said, I, I just couldn't find a product that worked for us. And I wanted, like, we don't sell anything here that I don't believe in or that I don't think works. Like, I just am not about um, promoting stuff that is not useful or bullshit. That's just not me. Um, and same thing with the fresh wipes. We were using wipes. We give them, um, you know, in the bathrooms before people come in. If they want to freshen up, they have these, like, little wipes. The ones that we were using, I hated the packaging, and I just was, like, annoyed by their customer service, which is another, like, <laughs> theme in me, like, bad customer service, like, oh, please. But um, I was annoyed by their customer service, and I was like, forget it. We're starting our own. And so then that's how Fresh Wipes was born. We, like, decided to do it ourselves, and that's it. Yeah. That's amazing. I love the, the Fresh Wipes, and you have so many different scents as well. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, where can our listeners purchase them if they don't live in Portland. We have websites for both. Okay. Yeah, so there's freshwipes.com and then seriousserum.com um, and you can yeah, you can buy them all around the all around the world. Okay. And I know you talked about um, making the experience really seamless mm-hmm. for the client um, and you have your own app mm-hmm. which yeah. you can book and pay for your services right through the app, right? Yeah, you can book um, you can book online. You can book online, you can also book um, with our app and I you know again I just want everything to be easy like I don't want people to have to be stressed out booking a waxing appointment you know like I want to make it as easy for them as possible and so yeah we try to do that in any way really so if you want to book at two o'clock in the morning like book at two o'clock in the morning <laughs> you know so for our listeners that have never been to urban wax have never been waxed what kind of tips do you can you provide for them on how to survive their first waxing appointment? Well, come in early and, like, have a mimosa. That always helps. <laughs> um, but, like, we have a really good, good Q&A page on our website, which sort of answers all these questions. Um, the Our gems, we call them the front desk staff. They are extremely knowledgeable, so if you have questions, you can always call. Um, waxing gets a lot of bad rap. People are scared of it. They think it's going to be super painful. It's going to be embarrassing. They're nervous to get naked in front of another person. Like... We take all of that um, intimidation out of it. The girls genuinely love to wax. Like, they love to wax. I Like, if I could do Brazilians all day long, like, I would do Brazilians all day long. Like, maybe that sounds weird to some people, but, like, it's my favorite. Um, and part of it is because women come in and they get really nervous about it. And um, afterward, they're like, oh, my God, 
like that was so awesome that was so easy and then they just feel like Wonder Woman right they're like Mm -hmm. sauntering down the street right (laughs) but also the thing that's great for me um, about waxing is that you you get into the room with this other person and you don't know them and you know you have to get undressed and it's extremely intimate like very quickly and so with that there's this level of like trust and so our guests like share really private things with us and it's really um powerful I think because you know I have guests that I've seen for 10 years and like I've seen them and they they'll tell me things and they're like oh my god I haven't even told my like my therapist this right but like now I'm telling you and it's really nice I think for us to hold this like sacred space right where they can come in they can tell us whatever they need to and then they walk out and it stays in that room and um for me it's incredible like I just feel so lucky that people trust us like that and it's really like I really honor that experience like that is really powerful and I think for the guests too they walk in they're so nervous about being waxed and then the, the waxers are just so wonderful to them and like just like it's no big deal we're in this together and then at the end of it like you just feel like you have this like bond you know mm-hmm. it's pretty cool it's and I see it happening all the time with other waxers like you know they'll be like hugging their guests goodbye or like high-fiving them or whatever and I'm just like man this is so cool it's so cool that we get to be a part of this every day I just want to ask you one, maybe one more personal question yeah. um, <laughs> so it's yeah. really personal yeah. um how in the hell do you balance the mom and the business life? Because not only do you have two of your own kids, mm-hmm. but now you're dating this wonderful guy, Joe, mm-hmm. who has two older sons. Mm-hmm. And now you have this whole blended family, and you're looking to expand nationwide. So um, I only have one son, and I'm like, I'm feeling it. Yeah. Like, there's like a lot to balance. Can you tell everybody how you are able to make this work? Um, yeah. So, I mean, that, again, like, it's it's been such an evolution, you know? I mean, there was definitely times when it wasn't easy. You know, I had Stella. Um, Stella's nine now, and then Dino's six. And so, you know, like, Stella, their, their dad and I got divorced when Dino was just a baby. He was just, like, one and a half, right? So, I mean, there were definitely times when it was really hard and, and where... Um, I think something suffered, either Urban Wax did or my relationship with my kids, you know. And um, as a, a business owner, I mean, it, it's it's strange because I am completely devoted to Urban Wax and completely devoted to my kids. And so it's like sometimes those things don't align. Something has to give, you know. And I remember, like, for me, like, the, the moment that I knew that it wasn't going to work with my kid's dad is when he told me that I loved Urban Wax more than my kids. And I was like, wow, like, we're, is, you, you know, that's, that's not going to work. And, I mean, there were times that I, you know, I really was like, how is this going to work? Like, I don't know how this is going to work with, with all of this because it's, it's, you don't have enough hours in the day to be a mom and a business owner. Something has to shift. Um, so that you know now it's like fast forward like five years and I think the kids are older which helps a lot um Stella is nine Dino is six like I said um and also because of the way the business is structured now and I have a lot of management and I've stepped out a lot of the day-to-day which makes it so much easier for me and also for them quite frankly um but uh when I'm home with Stella and Dino like I'm home with them you know I try not to like work and be on my laptop where in the beginning I was always on my laptop always on it and you know Stella would be like mom can you put your laptop down, you know, and like, that's a bummer, right? Um, but 
Um, and also having Joe in my life, I mean, it has been like a complete 180, you know? I mean, Joe has offered this um, stability. And, you know, Joe is a CEO of his own company, so he's very business. Like, where I am, like bull in a china shop and like you know just like yeah we're gonna do this joe's like well let's look at the numbers you know i mean that's (laughs) that's not how he talks but like you know he's like he's like babe slow down you know like let's think about this he is extremely smart he's the smartest man i've ever met um and he's also um he's just like i know i say he's like the yin to my yang right like so he's just able to um give me a lot of structure and support and also make me feel very loved and understood which i hadn't had before so he also happens to love my children, and they are madly in love with him, and um, I am totally in love with his boys. And I, I mean, sometimes I say these things, and I'm like, how? Like, it just doesn't seem like it's all, like, like I get it all, you know, but I do get it all, and I feel really grateful for that. But, um, and I have a great relationship with my kid's dad, and I mean, it's just like this, it's, it's funny, like, I really feel like it takes a village to raise children, and it takes a village to create a successful business, you know, and the more people that I have in my life that um, believe in me and what I'm doing and I believe in, the better it is, you know? It's just a sort of this, like, beautiful um, situation now, I think. But Joe helps with the business, too. I mean, he's really stepped in to a lot of the numbers and analytics. And um, with him, I feel, like, extremely solid in what we're doing, you know, moving forward. So I feel really grateful for that. That's really great. And it's so important um, that you're showing your daughter and also your son that you can be a woman, you can be as equal as a man and be as powerful and as smart and you can have a business. And I feel like that's such an important message, especially now, given the state of who our president is and how everything has shifted or that mentality seems like to be shifting a little bit. And you see so many business uh, people such as yourself, a lot of females, and I feel like that's such an important thing um, that there are more people such as you, mm-hmm. such as you that are females um, kind of leading the way. And it's I feel like that's just the most powerful thing that you can give to your daughter to show her that, like, hey, you can put your mind to anything and you can accomplish it all. Mm-hmm. And we are just as equal as men. And I, I don't know, I just find that to be so powerful. It's such a powerful message. Yeah, and that's, I think, the same thing, you know, as a business owner and a mom, those things are very closely aligned. Like, the message that I want to give her is the same I want to give my employees. You know, you can't, it has to be the same, you know. And um, it's, like, not only to um, focus on what you're good at and really cultivate that, really treat people with respect and really be, like, your true authentic self. Like, no matter how weird you are, like, there's going to be a place for you, right? Like, that's cool. But also to surround yourself with people that, that, that support you and that you support, you know, like I'm not into mean girls. Like I'm not into like frenemies. Like I don't get that. And yeah, like, you know, the same thing I tell Stella that at nine, like that's not us, dude. Like we don't do that, you know? Yeah. And also like, I really, like, I am really passionate about like focusing on what you're good at and like being madly in love with what you're good at and the other stuff that you're not good at. Like hire somebody that's really good at it and let them do it, right? Because, like, I think the problem that business owners butt up against, too, sometimes is that they think that they have to be good at everything. 
that's in their business. And that's a myth. It's a yeah. myth. Oh, I mean, you don't give me a spreadsheet. Like, I will mess it up. But, like, you know, so, like, I hire people that are really passionate about spreadsheets. Like, Joe doesn't mean spreadsheet. He's really into it. And, you know, he can explain it to me. So, yeah, like, you want people in your life that are amazing at stuff that can sort of, you know, you work with them. No, that is so important. Basically, listeners, Shannon is our Steve Jobs because that is something that I, like, took away from, like, after reading his book. And, um, yeah, you have to surround yourself with with A players, and they're, they're supposed to be people that basically fill the blanks as to what you can't do or whatever your weaknesses are. So that's a big takeaway, I feel like. Yeah, and they say, you know, like, you never want to be the smartest person in the room, yeah. right? And that's true, like... Anytime that I'm sitting with Joe, I'm like, oh, at least I'm not the smartest person in the room. Like, here I go. There, but it's like, yeah. you know, you want, you really want to surround yourself with people that are better at what they're doing than you are, you know? And I feel like that now, like the roles, I mean, I'm constantly impressed with the women that work with me and I'm like, they come up with ideas and I'm like, man, I wouldn't have thought about that. And then also that really helps do away with that imposter syndrome because if you're bullshitting and if you're like, oh, I'm good at that spreadsheet, I'm good at that profit and loss statement, I know what my numbers are, blah, 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 like, you know, then, like, no one buys it, right? Right. Like, they always laugh at me because they're like, like, my managers and stuff, like, they'll be like, you are so confident about things that you know nothing about. Like, what? And I'm just like, I know, but now they can call me out on it, right? Like, they're like, Shannon, you don't even know what you're talking about. I know, I know. (laughs) But um, I think, like, you know, when I can be very honest about what I want to do and what I'm good at, and then be like, yeah, that's not me. Like, I'm, that's not what I'm good at. Then it, 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 it does, like, sort of do away with some of that feeling that I'm a fraud, right? Like, right. yeah. I'm never going to be good at a spreadsheet. Like, I'll just put it out there. Like, never, ever. <laughs> I think I'm out of questions, Oh, Urban Wax or anything special that you guys are doing? Well, we, you know, we just opened up our seventh location, so now we have four locations in Portland, one in Eugene, and then two in Vancouver. Um, so we opened up two this year in Vancouver, which is really exciting, one in Hazeldale and one in Fisher's Landing. Um, we probably have room for two more in the Portland area. One is in the works, and we'll see. Um, and then after that, I want to take a little bit of a break, and then starting in 2019, early 2019, we're going to start opening up four locations um, a year in different metropolitan areas. So we are looking to, you know, open up in California and then sort of move east. I mean, my fantasy is to definitely own a couple locations in New York, my motherland, but, um, you know, we're going to be working our way toward that. So we're really excited about that. Shannon, we just want to say thank you for having us here and sitting down and chatting with us. Uh, I feel like I have grown a little bit closer to Urban Wax now and love it even more. Um, I don't know if you have anything else to say, Carolyn, or any questions you might have. Well, I always have been and will continue to be an Urban Wax diehard. Um, best customer service, hands down. I have to just say it for one more time. Um, if you're looking uh, to visit Urban Waxes, they have seven locations in the PDX metropolitan area, mm-hmm. couple in um, Washington, and they have an app that you can book your wax right through your phone. And like how Shannon explained earlier, you can if you have never had a waxing and you want to come in but are a little intimidated, do check out their website. Uh, they have a full Q and A uh, where you can read a little bit more, and hopefully uh, you feel a little bit more comfortable. And if you don't, they can they're more than happy to call in or come in a little bit early and chat. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, we have guests that like call us and ask questions, and they're we, we love we love talking about waxing. We love it. 